What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, I can't believe the backlash that there's been with the Babcock being hired by the U of S Huskies. How about that? He's from here. He went to school there. He's already coached university hockey. I was saying it's a GPAC Canada West. What are they calling it now? What surprised me was the people in hockey that thought he was done. He's evolved and he's and he's grown as a man and as a coach. And I think that's a good thing. This is the Rod Peterson show. It is. And welcome everybody. Ringing the bell just because it's the start of the second hour and we're calling it the second half kickoff. Yeah. You named it that. So we're going to jump right into the the uh, topics here. And a second, we're going to get into the comments from our viewers. They're going so fast. Our viewer Rob Williamson just wrote in. He said, I came for the Babcock interview and stayed for Dupes and Rod. Well, that's good. Mike Babcock coming up in about 40 minutes' time, we're told. I just got a text from the St. Louis Blues. He said, hey, Rod, I changed to Telesoptic TV from Shaw, and here you are. Good for you. Keep it real. Thank you, sir. He also was my peewee hockey coach. So thanks for watching. Wow. And before we get to the quick six show topics and jump back in, are you guys ready to roll with that? All right, 47-year season ticket holder of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Ellie Cooling of Kenora, passing away this week. 92 years of age, guys. There you go, 47-year season ticket holder. She's been acknowledged by the Rough Riders for her love with the team. Rider Nation lost a good one. Uh, her son, Glenn, sending, sending or uh, sorry, Rick sending us the photo. We're recognizing Ellie and uh, our condolences. But thanks for sending. Yeah. So... Anyways, here's the quick six show topics. Let her rip, please, uh, Director Jordan. Oh, there we go. He's got an octopus in there with his eight hands going. These were my leftovers from Monday night in the National Hockey League's games, okay? Where do we start? So the Flames blanked the Leafs 3-0 in Toronto. Who saw that coming? It was the first shutout for the Flames since they were the Atlanta Flames in Toronto. That's a hell of a story. It is. So I just put on Twitter, just for spits and giggles, that the Leafs were undermanned. I'm making excuses for the Leafs. How about that? You never thought I would do that. No. But as I pointed out an hour ago, who didn't play for the Leafs? Wayne Simmons and Joe Thornton. And what do they have in common? They weren't there last year. And Muzzin didn't play, and who? Uh, Zach, Hi- Hyman. Zach Hyman. Yeah. So there's some grit and sandpaper and depth that the Leafs didn't have in the game last night. But Simmons and Thornton specifically weren't there last year, and now they're the number one team in the NHL, and they lose without them last night. I don't think it's a coincidence. Uh, point two, I am not touching the Panarin story. Why would we? That's a Russian thing. That's their deal. You guys go sort it out over there. Coach Q for Coach of the Year? When are we going to start the talk of Joel Quenville for Coach of the Year in the National Hockey League? He's got his Florida Panthers kicking the crap out of everybody. Point four, Trevor Zegras debuted for the Anaheim Ducks last night. Say it with me. Here was his stat line. Zero, zero, zero. But he was a plus one. Zegras will be just fine. He's been tearing up the AHL. I'm just pointing out that was his stat line last night, and our fifth leftover was that Mike Babcock will be joining us later on in the program today. Point two of the quick six is that we're not touching the Panarin story. I'm saying it again. Point three, somewhat of a defense of the CFL, and that's where all the comments veered off to. You wouldn't normally be talking about the CFL in February anyways. You darn sure shouldn't be talking about the CFL in February when they haven't played for a year and might not play this year either. But for whatever reason, that's what's got everybody hot and bothered here today. And... 
in defense of the CFL, it's how could they really play? They're not like a junior league or curlers that go into a bubble that they're not being paid. In the case of the curlers, only the winners get paid, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not the NFL, NHL, NBA that can pay for three tests a day, which some of these leagues are doing. Nobody's injecting money into the CFL like has for other leagues because I think the WHL is getting some money from somewhere to pull off the hub center and play in central Alberta. Somebody told me with the Rebels, it's ten grand a player to house them in the rink and feed them and keep them busy and all that. Wow. That wouldn't shock me. I'm surprised it's not more. So right there, there's Mm 200,000 at least. Okay. So CFL, and they haven't been able to pivot. And even if they did try to play without any fans, it could be a major risk, money-losing proposition. So really that all I think the CFL will do is mothball. And a year ago, we didn't even know what that meant. And now it's shutting down, turning out the lights, boarding up the doors, sending everybody home. And when we're back, when everybody's got a needle in their arm and we're ready to fill the stadium again, you can come back. Stop the draft, stop the scouting, stop the signing, stop the... Go, go, go. We'll see you when we see you, as Gary Echeverry would say. Is there any other option? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't see one. No, it becomes really tough to think that there's that there's another option. It really does. Uh, we just got a note. So does Game Plus want us to break quick? Or you tell me when I got to go. Oh, he is. Okay. So my real quick other points is for Scotty's talk uh, with the Calgary bubble going on. There's three wild card teams there. So the question I'm laying in bed last night going, what happens if a wild card team wins? Yeah. What's Curling Canada going to put on their banner? Team wild card. You know, like it's not Ontario, it's not BC, and that's what they would put on the banner, as we found out from Kirk Myers, which is a little chintzy, but at least they're there. At least they're there. Yeah. They'll take it. Uh, Point five, okay, Blue Jays. We were going to talk Blue Jays here today, but first base coach Tim Leeper couldn't uh, join us today, so, well, he had to reschedule, so he's going to do that tomorrow. And point six, the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors lost their general manager yesterday, Alan Miller. He's going to work for Hockey Canada on their personnel side. Good friend of ours, Al Miller. Second most wins in the division in the last 10 years, the Moose Jaw Warriors under Alan Miller. Would you have known that? I know. Shocking, but they've done really well. I wouldn't have known it if I hadn't looked it up a while back for my dubnetwork.ca column. Anyways, he's going to stay with the Warriors for the next two months uh, while they transition, which will include the hub center play here in the sweatpants capital. Okay, Mike Babcock coming up later on in about 20 minutes time from now. Let's go to our good friend Brian Munns. As John Lynch calls him, Biggie Munns, longtime Winnipeg Jets broadcaster and Manitoba Moose. How you doing, Munzee? Great, Roddy. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing we're doing good. good. We're doing really good, actually. Listen, we got a lot of viewers in Manitoba and Winnipeg, as you know, and I just want to talk to you about the Winnipeg Jets. I'm declaring them a winner in the PLD trade. That's the last time you and I talked was the day of the trade. Right. And with him, him scoring the overtime winner last night, are you declaring the Winnipeg Jets winners of the Line A trade? Well, I watched you guys yesterday, and I think Darren was right that you can't make an analysis on a trade right now. But there's no question that the city of Winnipeg was pretty excited in the finale of that four-game road trip in Vancouver when he was able to get a couple of goals, including the overtime winner. And, It's been an interesting watch uh, from kind of the outside looking in, obviously, because there's no media around the team right now due to all the COVID protocol. And he had to do his quarantine for a couple of weeks, come back, plays a couple games, then he gets hurt. So uh, it necessarily hasn't been a smooth transition for Pierre-Luc, but uh, like you, I thought he looked really good and is uh, drawing a lot of excitement around the city of Winnipeg here right now that he's healthy and looking forward to the Montreal game here on Thursday night. Well, here we go. Here we go, Munzee. From our Manitoba viewers, James Henderson in Manitoba. Best guest ever, Munzee. From Corey Detavio in Winnipeg. <laughs> hey, Munzee. From Jeff Kabilis. Munzee. So, yeah, Munzee, you are a Saskatchewan guy. Let's not let the world forget. But you've been in Winnipeg for so many years. Are you a Winnipegger now? Or are you still a Sasky? Oh, you're creating the controversy here, are you? Now, That's all of I a do. sudden, you're not going to have time for Babcock if we get into this long show. But uh, no, I'm I'm riding the border right now for uh, for both provinces. I'm proud of both. 
I love it. I love it. Well, we've done our best to melt the ice of that border and make this uh, Manitoba, yes. Saskatchewan. And hopefully, I know. I've seen you yeah. wear. You're wearing bomber stuff. Who would have ever thought there'd be a day? Yeah. So, Munzee, as the NHL guy that you are, how, how do you feel about people that say the Scotia North Division is a weak division? Because I think there are six good teams, above average teams. That's what I think. A lot of people around the NHL saying I'm all wet. What do you say to that? Well, I say if you watch the games each and every night, I think like we both have and talking to a number of people in the States here over the last 10 days, kind of since everything changed for me, uh, they can't get enough of this Canadian division right now. And it's been intriguing because when these teams are not aligned in their usual divisions, like Winnipeg's the only team in what we've come to know as the central division. So you're always watching Minnesota, Dallas, St. Louis, Colorado, you know, the teams like that, that now you hardly watch their games. Like I'll watch because I've got some friends on the other side and there's still a little bit of interest. But, you know, you mentioned the Montreal or the uh, Toronto-Calgary game last night. Like I couldn't get away from it because going in, I think we all thought, okay, how bad is this going to be? Because the Flames have had such a tough start to the season. And David Riddick was fantastic last night and is able to get him that 3 nothing win. So I think right now in Canada, the drama and the curiosity of what each game is going to bring makes it must-watch. And that includes the Ottawa Senators right now. I know they've had a really tough start to the year with how young they are. But as they've shown on a few nights here, they've been able to upset the apple cart. And that's what makes you wake up every morning and kind of see what the standings look like here north of the border. You know, and the other thing that I, I pride ourselves here on, Sorry for saying, but being the anti-TSN, we're going to actually talk about the American Hockey League here, not NBA games that don't involve a Canadian team. Like, whatever. I thought we were in Canada. So the Moose have uh, pulled together some wins here, Munzee. And uh, although they started winless, but it was no small feat to get onto the ice for the American Hockey League, but now they are. And Billy Hainola scored last night for the Moose. So how good a team are they? And how close are they to the Jets in terms of players going back and forth, do you think? Well, just based on the way this year has been because of COVID, it's been uh, very transparent between the two organizations. And, you know, we saw it in Calgary this year where the Flames decided to move the Stockton Heat north of the border. Uh, Toronto's obviously had their club close. I know Montreal's got uh, the Lavelle team playing out of Bell Centre right now. So the general managers and the organizations have loved the idea because they can not only watch the games, but they can watch the players practice a little bit more too. So it's been a home run for everybody. Like we've seen that in Winnipeg here for the last number of years since the Moose came out of St. John's, and it's just been easier for Kevin Chevaldeoff and Craig Heisinger to get players back and forth. And I think it's been nice for the players too, because as much as you think that the management and the coaches for your NHL club are watching, sometimes it's just not that easy for them to do. Now, literally, they just drive down the street, and you're able to watch the game, or you stick around after your NHL duties and and see what's going on with your AHL clubs. So I think it's been good for all the organizations here that uh, they've been able to have their younger players. And, you know, you mentioned Billy Hainala, uh, Cole Perfetti, of course, got national stardom at the World Junior Hockey Championships. He's playing with the team, and they've been able to bounce some other players up and down uh, here between the taxi squad and the AHL club, too. So it, uh, it's been intriguing to watch the transactions for sure each and every day at 5 o'clock. Munzee. You're such a beauty, and you are one of the few media guys in the SJHL Hall of Fame. You know that, but I'm pointing that out for all our viewers. Lots of people writing in here. Northeast legend. They're saying William May. They're talking Northeastern Saskatchewan. Munzee here from CJVR. So let's tie that all in together with Mike Babcock. Yep. And as you know, he's coming on the show later today. Um, you saw our buddy Lawless last night on the night's broadcast saying that bullying's a little harsh a stretch on on Babs and that this U of S hire is a reset for Babs what what did you think when you heard the news how do you think it'll unfold and the big question you get is will he back be back in the NHL one day answer all those so shocked I think like everybody because the early reports even that I had heard and I watched you guys talking yesterday about all the university players that have gone to the NHL or coaches and I think of three more here in Winnipeg. Barry Trotz was one. Uh, Stu Grimson, Regina Pat alumni, and Mike Ridley were all parts of the Bisons at one point, and they moved on to fantastic NHL careers. You throw Joel Ward into the situation, too, from out east. So, you know what? I think it, uh, you know, university hockey in Canada doesn't get the praise that it does, like, in the United States. And 
you and I have had the conversation numerous times over the last two decades in our friendship. Like it just doesn't get the recognition that it deserves because it just doesn't. And for whatever reason that is. Overall, though, uh, I think Mike's going to do really good with Saskatoon. It gives him a chance to come home. It gives him a chance to be a coach again. And let's not forget that from a university standpoint, and I saw an interview last night that Dave Hardy did, and Dave was actually the head coach of the Saskatoon Hilltops back in 96 when I was doing their games at CJVR Radio. So we'll throw that little plug in for the people that are watching in northern Saskatchewan right now. You know, it's great for the organization because he's getting his NHL money, so it doesn't cost them anything, but it also allows Mike to kind of bring a younger coach or whoever it may be into the fold and kind of get his thoughts transferred down the line. And then whenever Mike moves on to the NHL or even into retirement, that, uh, you know, the next guy's ready to go. But I know there was a lot of curiosity because I talked to a lot of junior coaches across the country that uh, had thrown their resume in, and that's – a job that everybody wants, obviously, with how good the Husky tradition has been. That's the thing. They they don't really understand. And we only got a couple minutes here left, Munzee. I won't keep you too long. But it, yeah. we were going through the names. I, thanks for the Mike Ridley, Stu Grimson comparison. Corey Cross's name came up from one of our viewers in Florida. Todd Ellick, if you would remember from the U of R Cougars, went to play with the LA yeah. Kings. There are an absolute ton. And maybe, maybe coming out of the pandemic, Welcome to the digital world, Munzee, where 30,000 people tuned into the NWHL games on Twitch or 30,000 watching the fan-controlled football league. Like, people will watch those sports if you put them on. They just need the opportunity. But was Babs unfairly maligned in your mind? Did you guys have a Saskatchewan connection where you were always friends through his NHL years? Like, what's your personal relationship with Babs? Yeah, because of my time in Melford and PA, like I look back and that was nine years and I was always around Lake Country and he spent uh, his summers up uh, up around Waska Sioux. His place was at Christopher Emma Lake. So we got a lot of mutual friends and we'd see each other. And it was always funny whether he was coaching in Detroit or Toronto, our talks would always somewhat transfer back up to Lake Country uh, in the north. So yeah, it's uh, good to see him get an opportunity to get back in the game. And I think... When you look at the scenario, and I'm excited to see what he has to say on your show too, but you know, coaches want to coach, broadcasters want to do games, players want to play. That's why we all love what we do right now, whatever level it's at. If it can't be the NHL, the best league in the world, then you look at other opportunities that present itself. And I think that's why uh, you know we all love what we're doing so much. And obviously Mike uh, has decided to do that here for the foreseeable future. So it's a win for the Babcock family and it's a win for the Saskatchewan Huskies for sure. Oh, yeah, and I can tell you the U of S is tremendously excited, as you know, to have them. Munzee, thanks for the, uh, for the quick visit. We covered a lot. Stay in touch, my friend, and uh, enjoy the Babcock interview. You got it, Roddy. Take care. See you, Darren. Munzee joining us uh, from Winnipeg. Dupes has jumped out of the building. I'm not sure where he went. I don't know where Moose went. Maybe to fill up our coffees. But we have a sports update coming up. Scotty's update. And, of course, Mike Babcock joining us in about 13 minutes' time. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because (laughs) I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. (sighs) Don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming. And your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also (laughs) comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So 
I used to get those Nicky things. You must have too. <laughs> nick yourself. Yes. And you're bleeding. Doesn't happen because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So, what more do you want to know when you when you use the Lawnmower 3.0? You use the anti-shaving cream. You leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Time for a sports update. The Edmonton Oilers will try to stretch their win streak to four games tonight when they face the Canucks in Vancouver. Edmonton's heating up with eight wins in their last ten, while Vancouver's going into the opposite direction, which is two victories in their last ten. The Raptors are riding a four-game win streak as they get set to host the Philadelphia 76ers tonight in a rematch. Toronto beat the Sixers Sunday to climb over 500 for the first time this year. Tonight, they're in Tampa, Florida. It's the start of a back-to-back set for the Raptors who are in Miami tomorrow. Seattle Mariners general manager Jerry Depoto and manager Scott Survey are doing damage control with players who were directly mentioned or referenced by former team CEO Kevin Mather in an online video that led to his resignation. Former 
within the last 24 hours, that is, right, Dupes? The message over the past few days to those affected has been, you have every right to be upset. If you haven't heard, the video posted over the weekend showed Mather expressing his views of the club's organizational strategy and making controversial remarks about players during a recent online event. He took insensitive shots at a former All-Star from Japan and a top prospect from the Dominican Republic for their English skills. He also admitted the team may be manipulating service time for some of its young players. Mather apologized Sunday and then abruptly resigned the next day, but not before casting a pall over the organization as it began full squad workouts in Arizona. I looked at that. First thing I thought was, welcome to how some team executives think. Right. Doesn't surprise me at all. They're not all that way, but you want to know why the Seattle Mariners have been garbage for decades? Because of guys like this, not valuing their employees where does culture start, Darren? At the top. Thank you. Didn't that say a lot about the Seattle Mariners right there? Yeah. You guys, so you made him quit. You didn't know what he was all about when he was in your employ? Of course he did. Give me a break. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Pro- Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. As John Lynch would say, where do we go from here, caller? And with Babs coming up later, maybe let's get it rolling with the comments. Sure. On both YouTube, Facebook, and the Prairie Mobile text line. If you don't mind... We did cover the CFL extensively uh, earlier, so I'll just read this from Bob watching in Grand Prairie, Alberta. I still have faith in this CFL league I have followed all my life and refuse to buy any into any assumptions about what's going to happen. We don't know what goes on in the boardrooms, and until Randy or the owners tell us different, I say they'll be on the field come summer. See you at kickoff. It's all choice of how you want to look at things. I don't think you know any more or less sitting in Grand Prairie than I do sitting here in the sweatpants capital. Who knows? But from what I hear with the uh, the vaccine rollout and that's one thing. Convincing people to buy tickets and come back into the stadium is a whole other task Mm -hmm. that comes at the end of the vaccinations getting into everybody's arms across this country when they want them. So it's a gigantic hill, mountain actually, that they're looking at climbing. Brady in Saskatoon says, hey, Rod, if Randy can't get the CFL on the field this season, he deserves to be fired. At this point, Randy should be fighting for his job and fans respect. And I don't think he has that right now. Habs try to bounce back from a horrific past bit of games tonight. And he says the Leafs got shut out last night like we didn't know. But yes, big game for Montreal tonight against the Ottawa Senators. I actually had that at the top of my sports update. And for whatever reason, I cut it off. Thank you, Brady, for reminding me. The suddenly struggling Montreal Canadiens are in the nation's capital tonight looking for redemption. The Sens beat Montreal 3-2 on overtime on Sunday. Montreal sits fourth in the north. How did that happen? I know. Winnipeg shooting up there. The Oilers are shooting up there. Just in this 56-game season, it's like playoffs. Everything gets magnified. A two-game slide feels like a six-game slide. Does it ever. And you can't make these little mistakes in games. I know. Like, it really does. Like, you know, I even sitting there, you know, watching the game last night, I'm like, you know, 3 nothing loss for the Leafs. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of big because they might fall out of first place and change the whole complexion of this, this North Division. Like, we look at it, everything is so magnified in such a short season. The uh, Prairie Mobile, sorry, the uh, Capital Automall Universal Collision Center poll question today. I don't think I've mentioned it yet. I'm just calling it up on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Where will the Blue Jays finish in the American League East? Can I tell you something about last year's poll going into the shortened season for the majors? Our viewers got it right. They nailed it. We had Greg Zahn on here. 16-year major leaguer, World Series champion, and he said the Blue Jays would finish tied for last. It would be tied for fourth in the American League East. You people said they would finish third, and they did. Wow. 
Not crazy. Think about that in a wild card spot. In the extra wild card spot, they get in, and that's a great place to be. But uh, we got sharp viewers. What can I say? So what are they saying? So on Facebook, they're saying second. That's leading. 48%. And on Twitter, the leader is second place with 51% on the vote. And to be honest, I was all geeked up getting ready for the show this morning, reading all the Blue Jays' coverage, watching the big interview with Bo Bichette yesterday in Dunedin where he expects big, like he's expecting the World Series championship. you got to love that attitude from that kid. Oh, absolutely. And because we were supposed to be having a longtime first base coach, Tim Liepert, on the show today, five seasons from 2014 to 2018, and then Tim let us know that he had a family emergency, and he, uh, that's why Kirk Myers joined us last hour. So I guess we'll be talking Blue Jays tomorrow. But Blue Jays was on my mind, and that's why we did the poll question. Where do you think they'll finish? And I don't know as much about the Yankees or the Red Sox as the Blue Jays right now, but I do know the Blue Jays are playing the Yankees on Sunday. Did you know that? That's incredible. I, it wasn't on my radar at all. <laughs> no. I'm like, they're playing Sunday? Yeah. Like, this is happening fast and wildly exciting. See, this is interesting. Jeff in Winnipeg says, second place for the Blue Jays, and I'm a Red Sox fan. Amazing what one year of the playoffs can do. You get For in, confidence? You get in, and all of a sudden the expectations go through the roof. You know, you, you, you know it was funny when you said, you know, this, this playoff, it won't be a book, it'll be a pamphlet, the playoff run, yeah. right? And uh, even that, as disappointing as it was to be in and out so fast, it's just raised expectations considerably. But expectations, I think, are good. But I was, I was amazed watching SportsCenter this morning when they said that Bo Bichette's only played 75 games in the majors. I think it's because Shapiro and Atkins have been teasing us with these guys for years when they were young prospects. They've been around the team for, what, four or five years? Yeah. At least three, four. And Bichette's only played 75 games. But now's the year to make a major step for all three of those. Are we calling them the triplets? Sure. Like Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett Smith? We could. Might as well. But Vladdy didn't bother to show up in the playoffs last year. That's a problem. But he's lean and mean, ready to go. Lost a lot of weight. Les Peach is watching. We're getting into viewer takeover real early here. He says, if the Jays can get decent starting pitching, they will finish second. The bullpen is solid, and they will score a ton of runs. Wouldn't that be nice? They spent a lot of money mm-hmm. in free agency. They're one of the most active teams in the majors. Jeff Kibilis in Winnipeg says they, the way contracts are in Major League Baseball, time to take advantage of it with this young roster before they want more money. You know, that's the wonderful thing about digital media. You pointed this out to me a while back, that thing on Facebook where it says, people that like your page also like, remember that? Yeah. The Toronto Blue Jays, the Canadian Football League, TSN, because we view ourselves as a Western Canadian show, and we are broadcasting from the sweatpants capital out here. The Bermuda Triangle of the NHL. But what that tells me is how big the Blue Jays are in Western Canada. The Raptors just aren't. And I'm not totally sure why. Maybe they just don't have the years behind them. Right. What's it for the Blue Jays? 1977. 40, 44 years. Yeah. Whereas the Raptors have only been around for 25. We got the championships in 92 and 93. But to sit and talk Blue Jays, And this is what should scare the bejeebles out of the CFL and junior hockey and any other league that's not NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, is that those leagues are playing. And we can sit and talk about the Blue Jays and get comments from viewers like we are today. Yeah. They all know what's going on. Yeah, they know what's going on. So it's easy to have a conversation. You can't have a conversation with me about something I don't know about. I'm just going to sit there and stare at you like, oh, that's good. It happens Very often. interesting, right? And there's no dialogue back and forth, so there's no interest. But when you know what's going on, it's easy to have that conversation, and we do it every day. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is I want to see the CFL play, but if they don't, Canadians' attention will just be tugged over to Major League Baseball. And maybe you're not a Blue Jays fan living in Canada. And let's not forget, a third of our audience is in America. They're not even all Blue Jays fans. But what do they tell us? We like the fact you talk about the Blue Jays. We like the fact you talk about the Raptors because they're not getting it down there. Mm -hmm. They like the hockey coverage. They like the CFL coverage. Nelson Hakowicz says, more people follow the Blue Jays on the Score app than follow the Riders. Well... 
when the Blue Jays call themselves Canada's team, I kind of acknowledge it as, well, they are. The rider slogan is, who came up with that? Oh, yeah, me. That was just a shtick. That was a marketing shtick. Right. And it worked. Yeah. The Blue Jays are legitimately Canada's team. Jason and Red Deer says it's the aging population in Western Canada, Rod. Older people like baseball. But you hang on, Jason, because I've had I've said that forever. Can you please tell me, Jason, how old you are, by the way? Because you older folks that are what you people that are older? Thank you. You will notice that as you get older, you gravitate to certain things. We always thought that, you know, that older population that listens to that radio station, once they die, the station will die with them. Doesn't happen that way. You get older and you start to be interested in in different things. So there will always be a regurgitating older uh, population. Right. See what I'm saying? Yep. Maybe the older you get, you start to uh, like curling more and the slower pace of baseball. Because when you're younger, it's zing, 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 zing. Kids are running around. You got a job. You got this. You got that. When you're older, you're sitting a lazy boy and watch TV all day. (laughs) Serious. Not wrong. So again, why are funeral homes... The deadest place in town. No, that's not it. Everybody's dying to get in there. That's what it is. And the cemeteries. Those guys are the richest companies around. So when you say the baseball fans are aging, I'm just saying there are a lot of younger baseball fans, particularly these guys here, are nuts about it. But I think the older they get, the more that you get into it. Yeah, I agree. And let's also not forget with the Toronto Blue Jays, that they were crappy for 20 years. So a lot of people did check out in Canada. They did. So they did lose a generation of fans, but now they're back and they're hot. And yeah, Joey Bats is long gone, but people still have the gear, right? They're still watching. Still wear it. Still watch. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, <clears throat> let's take a time out. You guys cool with that? Uh, just a couple quick uh Comments, Jeff Cabellas in Winnipeg. It's true. Older I get, the more I get grumpy. I get with people's driving. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's a whole other topic for another time. But I'm just saying, I believe baseball is just fine. Not only in Western Canada, but across this country. They're far better shape in Western Canada than the Raptors are. We're Raptors fans when they're winning. But with the Blue Jays, we follow win or lose. Big difference. Right. We'll be right back. You are watching the RP Show across North America on Game Plus TV Network, across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody, to the RP Show. Rod here and Moose DuPont there. As promised, uh, we're going to Colorado, which is interesting, to chat with the newest head coach of the University of Saskatchewan men's hockey team, Mr. Mike Babcock, a man who needs no other introduction other than that. There he is. Good morning, Babs. How you doing? Hey, very well, thank you. Nice, uh, nice bunny hug, by the way, Mike. And I, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the time on the program today. I got to say this: quite a week, huh? Quite a week. How's it been for you? Well, it's been good. I mean, obviously, it's it's not been a week for me. Uh, when Dave reached out, well, Dave and Peter, when they reached out, uh, it was more around Christmas time. My whole family was home, and. Uh, you know, it was the first thing that uh, come our way that my wife didn't kind of give me the Heisman for. She was like, <laughs> holy mackerel. And, uh, you know, we got a ton of family there. We we went back every single year. We had a place at Meeting Lake, Lake, a trailer and a deck when we first started. When we got to the Income Tax League, we got a place at, uh, at Emma Lake and uh, took our kids home each summer because we thought it was important to be around family. I still got two sisters there. My wife's got two brothers two sisters in the area and probably most importantly there were mom and dad uh, i mean they're 90 and 87 in great health they got a 65 year love affair going on we figured we could join in on all that and plus uh, get back to coaching college which i absolutely loved when i did a red deer and did it at the uofl you know it's funny because my next question was why are you doing this and you kind of just explained that but if i can back up a little bit you don't yep. still have that cabin at emma lake correct no, but my poor buddy, that uh, the deal we made, I sold it to a good friend of mine, and he knows when I'm there, it's like possessions nine tenths of law, so a guy could slide in there in a hurry, you know. So, <laughs> you know, the, the reality is, is my buddy's a chicken farmer, works 24 hours a day, he's never there anyway, so a guy might slide in and use that. But we used it till a couple of years ago. My kids got older, uh, their life was more in the Michigan and the East area, and so we didn't come back as much, so we sold it to a good friend so we could still use it. Well, the reason I asked Babs is because Dave Lederhouse took me on a boat tour there last summer, and he's like, "That's where Babs used to live." And I thought, "Well, he's on this—he's on the the tour of the stars' homes here." And I'm sure you probably got tired of people floating their boats in front of your cabin. Am I right? Well, you know what? My wife did more than me. Uh, I like to have a lot of fun and enjoy people. And the people of Saskatchewan are great. That's why, like I said to you, we went home. That's why we're coming home again. And we enjoyed our time there, to say the least. Uh, you know, I still have a farm in Saskatchewan near, near Vanskoy. And, and like I said, we got family there. We're excited. My, my older sister who doesn't live there just texted me the other day and said she might move back for the winter just to watch dog hockey. <laughs> well, hey, there's a rush on season tickets from what I understand. And by the way... You're a Rough Riders fan, and Jim Hobson texted me yesterday, and he said, thanks for the positive Babs coverage. We're confident in Mike, obviously, with the hiring, and he said that Jim is the chairman of the Huskies Board of Athletics, as you know. So that's a pretty good endorsement there. Um, What has you excited about the hockey, Mike? I don't assume it's changed since you played and coached in it last, I wouldn't think, has it? Well, I would think probably quite a bit. I think the game grows and changes each and every year. And what worked last year, you know, in your profession, what worked last year doesn't work next year. And if you want to be cutting edge, you got to keep evolving. But, you know, I just got off the the Zoom call with the leadership group there, five guys. It was great to listen to them talk and to tell me why they went to Saskatchewan, why they became Huskies, what they love about the program. I think that really helps a guy recruit because you understand what they're thinking i'll meet with the rest of the team on zoom later this week and then we'll have individual facetime or zooms or whatever you want to call it so i can get to know the group and understand what they think and where it's going i'm meeting with schultz dave adolph sorry i meet with dave adolph later here today to get a lay of the land and uh you know obviously dave did an unbelievable job for 27 years he's retired i wish him luck in that and uh, we need to get keep the program going the way he's had it going yeah. Dumb question, I guess, when I say it hasn't changed. But I guess what I mean is U of A and U of S have always really been the superpowers. It's been a preferred school. It's got tremendous well, list U of, of faculties. U of L was a superpower. We got to remember that. Yeah. And how are they doing now? <laughs> no, they can't. They can't. I know exactly what you're saying, though. It's uh, there's real good hockey in the West. 
you know, they got an unbelievable scholarship program in the Western Hockey League where you can play. You can play to your 20 or 19. You decide to go to school. You still have ambitions, probably playing minor pro or playing overseas. You get a great degree and you get to compete. And we all know it's about building young men and building players, but uh, setting yourself up for life is so important. And I know my kids are 28, 26, 24. They're going through that process right now. It's an important time of your life to build a foundation to give you a chance to enjoy the rest of it. Uh, Mike, I got to say this. I am more of a U of R guy. Darren is Joe Husky. So, Darren, you had a question for Babs, hockey-related. Well, right? yeah, I think we're all excited about the plan, Mike. Um, and I know we've heard the reports and stuff, but what is your plan? Have you, you know, have, have you gone down that road of you know, that assistant coach that they've talked about grooming and, and that next step? Or what's that process going to look like now? Well, uh, Dave King, so Mr. Husky is in charge of the committee and they got good people on the committee. I'm not, I've seen the list in that, but I'm not getting involved until they get it to four. I think it's real important uh, that Kinger's involved in this process. I've known Kinger for 40 years. And so we've had numerous talks, but our plan is to hire the guy who's going to, I'm the transfer coach. I'm not being here 27 years at Schultz, uh, but we want to hire the best coach we can, work with him a couple of years. I've had lots of fun in the National Hockey League and hire guys, and they end up on head, or being head coaches and running other teams. Uh, it's been great. I think we can do this again. That's our plan. And obviously, it's just about making sure our program's the best. I've got quite a few messages that have come in. I'm going to read just a couple of quick ones. From, from Kelly Rempel, the Silver Fox. <laughs> Says Mike and I worked together. Yeah, he was wasn't silver when you worked with him, but now he is, as you know. He says Mike and I worked together with the Moose Jaw Warriors, ninety one and ninety three. He taught me many skills like organization and hard work. As a boss, Mike was demanding but fair. The most valuable life lessons I learned from Babs probably should not be repeated on the air. Welcome home, my friend. Yeah, that's from Rams. Sean Steeb, who's now a scout for the Edmonton Oil Kings, said me a note and said, he corrected me, he said that you coached him at Edmonton, uh, sorry, Red Deer College. He goes, it was, Pronghorns was not his first job. So a lot of your old buds coming out of the woodwork, Babs, and I've had your back from day one, as Shox has told you. But i got to ask you the last year and a half, what has it been like for you? Because you've taken some uh, shots. yeah. Well, I think the first thing is the last year and a half for myself and my family has been spectacular. And what I mean by that is, you know, I coached, I was a head coach 34 years. I kept saying to my buddies, we'll do that when I get fired. We'll do that when I get fired. Besides the Moose Jaw, I never got fired. So we never got a chance to do that. So when I got fired in Toronto, uh, you know, we went all in on uh, the entertainment. And obviously COVID got involved in the world. And as terrible as it's been, when you got older kids with jobs and they work uh, with Zoom, you, you spend way more time with them. So that part's been unbelievable. As far as, I'm not a big uh, media guy following what's going on. You know if you're getting whacked or not. You also know in today's world, the way it is, is even the people that really value, it's hard for them to step up just because they're going to get whacked too. I know who I am. I know what I've done. Some of this doesn't uh, pass the smell test at all. And what I mean that is just common sense. When you look at my career, I've always been hired by people who knew me. It's not like we had a Zoom meeting. Uh, so Brian Murray, who hired me to be the coach in Anaheim, we worked together for two years. He knew everything about Mike Babcock. When I went to Detroit, I had worked with Jim Nill and Ken Holland. We had shared a farm team together. They knew everything about me. So they knew me for four years. I worked with them for 10 years. Steve Eisman played for me. He hired me to coach two Olympic teams. He worked with me for four years in the office and there. Then Shani hired me to coach. Something doesn't add up. The, you know, the bottom line is, and I don't know if you're married or not. Have you ever said anything to your wife you'd like to get back? Uh, what time is it? Yeah, this morning, I think. You know, when you're reaching out and you're trying to get things back, my oldest girl would always say to you, Dad, it's not what you say, it's your tone. And... You know, we've all made mistakes in our life, and you have to own everything you've done wrong. And I think that's really important. But I also think your intention is so important. You can't have the wife I have and the kids that I have and the family I have without being a good human being. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. I always said to people when I went to Toronto, I, I got half my salary for coaching the team and half my salary for getting whacked. 
you know, it's all part of what it is. Uh, the bottom line is, is I'm excited. I'm having a great life. This gives me a chance to go back to Saskatchewan. The people of Saskatchewan, besides my mom and dad, so my mom and dad had an unbelievable influence. They're not alive anymore. But the people of Saskatchewan helped me on my way and were there for me all the time. And it's important that I have an opportunity to go back. And I'm pumped about this. It's going to be great for my family. I'm excited about coaching college hockey. I'm excited. I, I love Saskatchewan. You know what? And I, well, we love you too, Babs. And we're happy to have you coming home. And I only have two last questions. And rather than yep. text you later when we're off, I don't want to bother you. Russ Harold says they're using a video for the Pats broadcast of your leadership video you gave Russ. Uh, and he says, do you mind? Can you ask Babs if he minds if we use it? <laughs> he said you would know the video. Not a chance. I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can use it, but I don't have a clue what the video is. But if that's I said it, he I, can use it. That's what I thought. I but I said that I would ask you. And then lastly, so you're in Colorado. You bought a ranch. What's uh, what's the deal? Have I got no, that right? No, no, no. That's not right at all. I uh, uh, I have a couple farms in Ohio. I, I really like the farm and stuff. I, I, it gives me something to do. It's what I see myself doing later. I don't know. I've always liked it and I like it. Uh, but we're here in Colorado. We came here because my daughter was out here going to grad school, not in Vail, but Fort Collins. And my dad was a downhill ski instructor. When I lived in the Mackenzie Mountains and the Northwest Territories when I was a kid, my first sport was downhill skiing. I'd come home from school, put the boots on, slide two steps, push the button in the tow rope would start and then hockey got in the way i love to downhill ski so we're out here and we've been lucky our kids have been around significant other stuff like that so we're having a lot of fun and we're off uh, to the desert next to uh, play golf so that'll be good all right sounds good well i'm glad i straightened that out and uh i think that's about all i had you darren that's great yeah uh how about you anything else you want to say mike no you know what guys i really appreciate being on um I took a long time. The people in hockey, when I got fired, said, hey, Babs, don't say anything. So I just, you know, be honest with you, I went hunting and uh, skiing and around. But after a while, it, you get tired of hearing some of the things. I think it's important you get to say your piece. I, but I also think it's important you, uh, none of us are perfect, and we're all trying to get better. I think uh, you embrace lifelong learning. That'll be another great thing about going back to the school. And you try to get better, and that's all you can do. And so I'm excited to come back to Saskatchewan. Like I said, family's so important. Uh, my in-laws, I uh, can't wait to be around them there. And then this U of S program uh, that I'm pumped up about, it'll be, it'll be fun to get involved. All the other coaches are excited, too. I can tell you that because there's going to be more eyes on their players. And you know how that works. So, uh, Babs, thanks for the time. Congratulations again. Enjoy what's left of your break. And we'll see you soon. Rod, thanks for having me on, bud. All the best. You betcha. All right. Mike Babcock joining us from Colorado, not his ranch. And shame on the person that told me that he was living on a ranch <laughs> in Colorado. Whatever. Everybody wants the Yellowstone dream, right? <laughs> I feel like we're all just sitting around waiting for season four of Yellowstone. That, that, that's what I think. Yes. Why wouldn't you want to have a ranch in Colorado? Well, I, I do. I know. We'll be right back with uh, Viewer Takeover, and we'll unpack this interview with Mike Babcock. His first in a year and a half. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back <laughs> to the studio with Rod. Yeah, yeah, and Moose DuPont, too. And uh, Ivan Diablo is watching on YouTube, and he says, that car wash is a big advertiser. That's right. Kirby is the Walter White of Regina, and I think I'm going to go see him today. <laughs> <laughs> what the... The heck is he cooking over yeah. there? Uh, only in that he owns a car wash, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to see Kirby at Suds Full Service Car Wash right after this. Uh, from Terry Carrier. All these comments are regarding the Mike uh, uh, Babcock interview. Good to hear from Bab. Seems like why cry around and, and defend yourself if you can look in the mirror and like what you see? What else matters? Which is exactly what Mike Babcock just said. Rick Haglin says, really enjoyed the interview. Bill Lothian, very enjoyable day. Being a U of S grad, congrats, Babs. Great credibility to the program. It's a program that already had great credibility, right? This I is hope just so. Augments <laughs> it. I don't think there's any doubt. There's not. <laughs> Jordan Blodgett, director Jordan, says it's because he drives an Aztec, right? Remember those ugly as hell vehicles? You don't see too many on the road, no, eh? Nobody wants to get caught dead in those. You don't. Heavily tinted windows. Presidential tint. Almost. A Jeep. Different story. <laughs> um, keep those comments coming in. Prairie Mobile text line 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaaS town mobility dealer. I have to mention this. Oh, we did. We did. We showed the picture of... Uh, Mrs. Cooling, didn't we? So I apologize. Yes. When we were talking about youth sports athletes, hockey players who went on to the National Hockey League, this probably should be promoted more. Randy Gregg, someone has brought up. Oh, yeah. Ian Herbers. Yeah. Corey Cross, Mike Ridley, Stu Grimson. The list goes on and, and on. And that's just Western Canadian guys. And so many that are going, that are playing in the American Hockey League right now and overseas. I mean... It happens all the time, you know, and I go back to those big programs. I mean, Western's one of them, McMaster, but UNB is kind of the king of the East. Alberta, Saskatchewan, the king of the West. Yeah. They're, they're kind of the top three programs. Um, it's, it's, it's wildly exciting, wildly exciting. Uh, Chris Bird in Toronto says Babcock is the same guy he was when he came to Toronto and is now no BS, common sense coach. Well, uh, they're calling it maybe the Babcock redemption tour that's what some are saying i don't know if this is to rehab his image or not it's he just said it go back and watch the interview it's to move home be around family coach hockey again he loves the province he loves the people as i said we love him and let's see where it goes uh tomorrow tim leaper longtime blue jays first base coach the voice of the vancouver canucks brendan bachelor Huge thank you to producer Clark, our entire crew, for putting this together today. Huge show. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 Central, noon Eastern on Game Plus. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.